Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Come on in, stay a while. Gang's here, ready to go on this Monday. Your phone calls, always welcome. Any day, especially on Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America. Official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Intelligence runs in this family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Poll question. Stat of the day. Play of the day. All of that forthcoming. 877-3DP-SHOW. If you'd like to dial us up, Operator Tyler standing by. Say good morning to those amongst our radio affiliates, numbering nearly 400. And uh, Peacock, our streaming partner, download the app, and you can watch this program for free all three hours. We talk about elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Sometimes we forget to include Joe Burrow. Well, those days are done. Patrick Mahomes is wonderful. Josh Allen has been great. Uh, but Joe Burrow belongs in that conversation. And if you're looking at top three quarterbacks, maybe top two, it's Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. They get to cross paths coming up next weekend. And when you go back to what Joe Burrow has done, his last three healthy seasons, he had the knee surgery when he got to the Bengals. But his last year at LSU, that's one of the greatest seasons a college quarterback has ever turned in. Then he goes to the Bengals. And what he's done the last two years, he went to the Super Bowl last year and was a sack away from maybe completing a pass to Jamar Chase, and they would have won the Super Bowl. And here he is again on the road, goes to Buffalo. Now he goes to Kansas City. They've beaten Patrick Mahomes, and now you get your opportunity again. And, you know, this wasn't one of those, well, team effort, Joe Burrow. It started with Joe Burrow. Set the tone as 14-0 quickly. And we thought maybe it's going to be a shootout. But give credit to a balanced Cincinnati team. You have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, good running. Uh, I was worried about the offensive line. 
said that going in, uh, that you're missing three starters on the offensive line. And I thought that could be the difference here. He was sacked one time. But a lot of it, it is of, of what he does when he moves the pocket. He's very, very quick at getting the ball out. He did what he needed to do. Can he do that against Kansas City? Well, he's going to have to. It won't be as easy because Buffalo, Buffalo was not the better team. Uh, Cincinnati proved that. That wasn't a fluke. Cincinnati was by far a better team there. But Joe Burrow, what you see, I mean, you love his confidence. I go back to the interview I did at the Miami Super Bowl when he joined us on set. And I said, you know, where's the confidence come from? And he goes, being prepared. I mean, that's the smart answer. If you are prepared, you should be confident. Com- you know, cocky. Here's Joe Burrow after the win in Buffalo. So uh, I felt feels like football in December. I guess it's January now, almost February. That was fun. And the first two drives looked like the first two drives back on January seventh, except throwing the snow. Yeah. Why did that not bother you? And what did you guys see to pick up? Why were you able to control on them? So well, well snow, snow doesn't affect the ball too much. It gets a little wet every now and then, but it's not like rain or wind or anything like that. So uh, we're confident in just about any weather there is. You just get the feeling that this is just another homework assignment. No big deal. You go to Buffalo, play in the snow. You feel like you should have been hosting that game. DeMar Hamlin is in the building. You feel like all the emotion... The sentiment is on their side. The story is not the Bengals. It's the Buffalo Bills. From the beginning, they were the team going to win the Super Bowl. Bengals start out 0-2. Offensive line doesn't look good, even though they concentrated on making the offensive line better. Nobody had the Bengals going back to the Super Bowl. And here they are on the doorstep of going back to the Super Bowl. You got Patrick Mahomes with the high ankle sprain. And, and that is a big deal. Because he did come back in, uh, but, uh, you know, as you move forward the next couple of days, that's what I'm curious about. Because this is something that stays with you. It can actually get worse. When you play in the moment, before the swelling, adrenaline takes over, get it shot up, all of those things, you can play in the moment. But anybody who's had a high ankle sprain will tell you it's sometimes after the fact where it gets worse. And I don't know what kind of condition he'll be in by next Sunday, but the Bengals will definitely be testing Patrick Mahomes. But if you said Mahomes has to be a pocket passer, he's still a great pocket passer. It's He has an ability to extend a play, use his legs, like Burrow does. You know, they, they're not known as runners, but they can and they can extend a play. And that makes Mahomes so much more valuable. And then you have the Cowboys who um, had a chance. They had a chance, and it was a slugfest. They had a chance to go up. Uh, They lose Pollard, which was a huge loss. Uh, Dak Prescott did not look good, threw two picks, should have thrown a pick six at the end of the game there as well. And here's Jerry Jones back where he started. You would know how proud I am of these guys in here. Uh, That's a good team. We've... uh, uh, frankly, uh, turnovers do settle the scores with games like that. And uh, I'm so disappointed for our fans. And uh, we've got uh, uh, a locker room full of sick players and coaches to go along with the literally hundreds of thousands of Cowboy fans that are, that are sick. Wow. 
You can hear it in his voice that he is so desperate for this. And, and he's 80 years of age. It's been 30 years since they've done something. And he thought he had his team. He had his defense. You paid Dak all that money. You got one great running back. You got another good running back, C.D. Lamb. You're facing a third-string uh, quarterback there, but on the road. And the Niners did what they needed to do. It wasn't pretty, but that defense did a great job on uh, Dak Prescott. And as you move forward with the Cowboys, Jerry Jones says Mike McCarthy's safe. Uh, okay. And he's been loyal to his coaches, sometimes to a fault. But watching that with, you know, the Cowboys, they had their opportunities there. Because the Niners didn't play great. Brock Purdy didn't play great. But Dallas couldn't come up with a big play when they needed to. All right, uh, we'll get to phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Got a poll question there, Seton, you're going to unveil? Yeah, yeah, this is uh, something we like to do on Mondays, but we're going to do a dude poll question. Uh Dude, Dude. uh, Dak Prescott's game versus the 49ers. You were just talking Mm -hmm. about it, but dude, what happened? Yeah. (laughs) What happened? The Niners, by the way, two-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Eagles. The Bengals, they're getting one they're getting one point against the Chiefs. Pretty good. Started as three, bet it down to one. Who else is on the poll? Uh, Giants. They no showed. That was unfortunate. Yeah. I kind of feel like I got duped. Yeah. <laughs> did, you know did. what I mean? Like, yeah. I kind of like, damn it, I fell for it. Yeah, I, I really too. thought Danny Dimes was going to show up. And yeah. Why did I believe that? Counterfeit. Dang. Yeah. Now I'm duped. I'm watching and I'm going, okay, this, this is going to be interesting. And... I thought, okay. I mean, they played him twice. They know who they are. They're, there's momentum here. They can run the ball. Danny Dimes going to get out in space. Uh, the line will put some pressure there. And then all of a sudden it was like, uh, uh, that's over. That didn't take long. Who else is on there, Seton? Uh, well, let's see. The uh, Bills didn't show up at home, no, really. They did not. That was unfortunate end to that story. Your Super Bowl favorites. They gifted you a home game. Here is Josh Allen after the loss. You play to win. Our goal is to win a Super Bowl, a world championship, and we didn't accomplish that. So everything that happened this season is kind of null and void in our minds, and it sucks. He was choppy last week against the Dolphins, but we sort of brushed that aside because they got the win. He did not look good at all yesterday in comparison with uh, Joe Burrow. What else? Eden? I'm not trying to pick on the Cowboys, but uh, it's possible we have to add another option there because that formation at the end of the game Ooh. was hilarious. <laughs> okay. I I didn't know what happened. I see Zeke Elliott and I, I go, wait, he's, he's going to be the center? He's the long snapper? And then the Niners, whoever took a run at him, just blew him up. And I went, well, you know that when they practice that, Whoever was on the other side on the Dallas defense didn't blow up his teammate. All of a sudden, Zeke snaps the ball and boom. It's like he exploded right in front of us. And then they completed the pass. Jimmy Ward, you know, blew him up. And then that was the ball game. So the last two years, your season comes down to a final play. They don't get the playoff last year. And then they get this play. I... I would have preferred they didn't get that playoff right. as bad as it was. <laughs> what the heck was that? And especially because they they came out in that formation and the 49ers call a timeout. They're like, hold up, let's just look at this real quick. Yeah. And then they came back out and it, gosh, was that, you're like, whoa, what's going to happen? This is like exotic. 
What are they going to do? Oh, <laughs> turns out nothing. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, my God. What a way to end the game. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that was funny. And then I think Mike McCarthy said we didn't run the play we were supposed to. I don't know what the play was, but it had to be a variation of what they ran. If Zeke is going to be your long snap, <laughs> so they were going to, Zeke was going to snap it, then they were going to throw it to Zeke, and then Zeke was going to do laterals or something. Yeah, Paul. So Greg Olson explained it real well. Uh, Zeke was eligible to run downfield. He couldn't catch the pass, but he had been eligible to catch the okay. pitches. Oh, okay. So he would have been a, another threatening player on the field instead mm. of a center. Mm. Didn't work out that way. No, it did not. Anybody else on that list, Eden? Uh, on the negative ones, no. I mean, we could add anybody that you'd like, but that's what we've got so far. Dude. Yeah, dude. Dude. Um, if we were doing a positive dude poll question, though, Nick Bosa, man, that dude is no joke. I would love to know how many false start penalties he's caused this season because it seems like at every, the start of every single game, whoever that like left tackle is or, or whoever's lined up against him jumps early every single time. And you try to simulate something like that. It's always when you're, when you're getting ready to face an opponent, you'll be like, all right, you're going to be that guy, and then we're going to you know, simulate how quick. Well, the only guy who can have that speed is probably Micah Parsons. So Micah Parsons would have to be Joey Bosa in practice. And, I mean, or Nick Bosa. Get those guys mixed up. Yes, Paul. Micah Parsons got a rush, and I think it's Mike McGlinchey, the tackle for the oh, 49ers. Wow. Now, McGlinchey got the win, and then nice day. But he kind of got under his armpit and lifted him sideways. <laughs> and there's this picture. It looks like he's picking him up and, like, delivering a package. You know, it just <laughs> does not look good. Last time I saw that was Reggie White. I think that was <laughs> in the Super Bowl against the, the Patriots. Like, he lifted somebody up or trucked them, but... Uh, the Cowboys' disappointment, Bills' disappointment. If I'm a Jags fan, I feel pretty good today. You know, you went toe-to-toe. Um, you know, you got a lot of momentum going into next season. And, and this is what it comes down to. you got to have the coach and you got to have the quarterback. Well, they had the quarterback. They didn't have the coach. And Doug Peterson did a wonderful job with that team this year. You know, cleaning up the mess, uh, what was left behind with Urban Meyer, and then getting Trevor Lawrence to play like a number one overall pick should play. And I thought that that was, that was a, a, one of those moments that it could have gotten out of hand. Like you didn't, I didn't want the Jags to get blown out because they had been a really good story. And then all of a sudden you realize that they're not going away. Mahomes gets hurt. Who knew Chad Henney was still in the NFL? He came in, 98-yard drive, and it always helps when you go, okay, if I get in trouble, who can I throw? Oh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. I think the Jags had one of the worst defenses against tight ends this year. <laughs> and boy, they, they proved that stat was correct. He had 14 catches. And you know he's getting it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there are certain guys where they're open and you go, okay. It feels like we're still surprised Travis Kelsey is so open. It's like, man. Who's covering it? Well, nobody is. But he looked great. You know? And that's such a weapon to have. All right. We'll uh, get to uh, your phone calls. And uh, we'll check in with the Bengals coming up. Also, a little bit later, Ross Tucker worked uh, double duty. I think he uh, worked the Buffalo Bills game and he worked the Eagles game. So uh, we'll talk to Ross Tucker, our good buddy, coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. We'll take a break. 
We'll check in with the Bengals right after this. Dan Patrick Show. The Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van is out there in the field house, ready to be revved up and taken cross-country by Seton O'Connor. Each and every Sprinter van built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road, take on any goal. You can follow your passions, reawaken the spirit of adventure, and check all those big, bold, and exciting experiences off your bucket list. You can own a Sprinter van, and you can live and work and play out your dreams. 16 body types, a choice of gas or diesel engine, thousands of ways to customize. It's capable, versatile enough to help drive your ambitions. And you could own your own Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, customized by Gretsch RV. Enter the Dan Patrick Show's Ultimate Fan Van Sweepstakes. To enter, get official rules. Over 100,000 have entered so far. Visit danpatrick.com for your chance to win it. It's the van that will be taking cross-country and going out to the Super Bowl. Now's the time. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Dave Lapham has been working for the Bengals radio network for over 30 years, former offensive tackle with the Bengals. Good to have him back on the show. Take me back to training camp, Dave. What, what was, uh, what was the Bengals, I guess, uh, personality like, uh, after losing the Super Bowl? You know, Dan, it was interesting at training camp because Joe Burrow had had the appendectomy. So, you know, Joe was healing. I mean, Joe couldn't go. He wasn't practicing. Um, the offensive lineman, Collins, had a back problem. Kappa had to, he had a, a hip flexor issue that he had to have surgery on. They were beaten up. And, and so it's like, man, got all these new offensive linemen. They can't, they can't work. They can't practice together. Quarterbacks driving around on a golf cart. I mean, <laughs> our leader is, is uh, disabled right now. It was, it was kind of like, what's going on? on you know um but they still thought they had the core of, of, a, of a damn good football team and then joe burrow healed up you know they start off zero two um they go minus five joe plays in the opener and he was not himself they go they five turnover five times they go minus five and still could have won the game miss an extra point miss a field goal in overtime miss an extra point at the conclusion of the game and that would have won it i mean so it's like this this is still a good football team since then 13 out of 15, 10 in a row. I mean, they just got healthy. Everybody, uh, you know, realized, hey, if we do our part of what 111th of what we're supposed to do when we're out there on the football field, 
we're pretty good. And, and they, uh, I thought they played from a timely standpoint, their most complete game of the year. I thought that they played a clean game. They had no turnovers. They only had two penalties, two false starts for nine yards, two penalties for nine yards. Um, so they, they, they played a clean game. They, they, they played a complete game and they played a complimentary football game, the three C's. You can't beat the three C's, man. What was the atmosphere like in Buffalo? They were very confident. The fan base was extremely confident. The Bills were very confident. And uh, meteorologically, the atmosphere was funky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was chilly. It was, it was pretty cold. The wind chilled in the 20s. Um, it was snowing. Big flakes at, at times. Pretty good-sized ones. <laughs> but the good thing is, Dan, no wind. The wind was negligible. And I was surprised because I thought, man, you got funky weather like that. Normally off the lake, here comes the wind, you know, and, and, and it was very, very still. The flags were still the, 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 uh, the little banners on top of the uh, goalposts were, you know, just flaccid, just sitting there. They weren't moving. So thought, well, they can still throw the ball, can still kick it pretty well. So and they and they just went out and just the hell with the elements. We're just going to uh, the thing that they did, Dan, that they wanted to do. This football team now is 10 and all when they score first. They like to land the first punch and they landed the first punch and and they staggered the, the Buffalo Bills. They staggered Josh Allen and the Bills. And then they 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 chased him into the corner and just kept throwing body shots. You know, they just they they never let up on it. So it was like a heavyweight fight. You hit the big overhand right or the hook or whatever you hit, stagger him and then just, uh, you know, a TKO, you know, just just get after them and and, and finish them, and and that's uh that's pretty much what they did all all day long. I mean, they had an offensive line Dan that had three new starters. I know. I mean, three weeks in a row they lose a starting offensive lineman, and that group goes out and runs the ball for over 170 yards on a defense that was like number two in the NFL in rushing yards allowed, 170 yards, and uh, and as a result, Joe Burrow only gets sacked one time and gets hit two others. Joe Burrow now. In the last two seasons, when he sacked three times or less, he's 23 wins, three losses. Protect protect Joe Burrow, he's pretty good. Have you figured him out personality-wise? <laughs> he's that's a good question, Dan. He he is uh I think he I think he works to make it difficult <laughs> to figure him out. <laughs> uh he's he is a very, very intelligent guy, has a very, very broad uh, base of interests. He's he's not a uh, he's not a one trick pony guy. You know, I mean, he's he's got a lot going on. He is he is one sharp dude. And I'll tell you, he is a football savant. I can tell you that. This this guy is the Albert Einstein of uh, football. Man, he's got he's got the answers to the test, and he ain't cheating. He knows it, man. And it, it's he's got a confidence as a result of it. He's got an earned confidence that is just, you know, borders on. You know, cocky. He's got the swagger, and boy, his teammates respond to him. I mean, it is unbelievable. He is definitely the duck leading the ducklings. I mean, it's like everybody else is a little line behind the big duck man, and he's taking the ducklings down to the pond. Fair to make the comparison to Joe Montana. I think it is fair. I think that's a good comparison. I really do. I think that I think they uh, they're very similar. I think Joe might have a little bit stronger arm. Than Joe Montana, but I think he hit a great one because Joe Montana had that kind of football mind, 
He had that kind of uh, charisma where his teammates, you know, followed him, followed his lead. And the big thing, uh, and Paul Brown used to say this, and it's, it's so simple, but it's so true. I remember, you know, I was talking to him about quarterback playing. He goes, David, the simple thing about quarterbacks is the most important thing is the simplest thing. They got to throw it straight. You know, they got to be accurate with the football. And man, Joe Burrow can put it in the eye of a needle from 50 yards away. And that's what uh, Joe Montana could do. Kenny Anderson, all the great quarterbacks that, you know, had that accuracy, pinpoint accuracy. Always great to talk to you. Save that voice for next weekend. You're going to need it. <laughs> I know it's going to be, it's going to be fun, man. The can Dan have beaten the Kansas city chiefs three times in a calendar year. It could be a fourth in less than 13 months. If they can do it again, are the Bengals in the chiefs heads or are the chiefs going to be like, that's enough. Three in a row is enough. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta stop this one. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting out there. Good to talk to you as always, Dave. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for the invitation. You're the best. That's Dave Lapham. He's been doing the uh, color commentating for the Bengals radio network for over 30 years. He's right there. He's a fan with a microphone, and uh, they visit the Chiefs, the AFC title game next Sunday. That'll be at six Eastern. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. Ross Tucker, our good buddy, host of the Ross Tucker football podcast, also Even Money podcast. He was on the call for Giants-Eagles Saturday night, and then he was also in Buffalo on the field for the Bengals and the Bills. And our good buddy back with us, 
Describe the atmosphere in Buffalo on the sidelines. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome, Dan. Now, I don't know. I don't know what gloves I was wearing. I was wearing the gloves that let you still be on your cell phone, but evidently those are not like water resistant. <laughs> so huge mistake by me. My gloves were soaked like the whole second half. So I didn't even wear them. I went like barehanded. I had those like heat pack things trying to warm them back up. Um, I, I didn't really take the snow into account that much in terms of my attire. Like even that jacket I was wearing, not really like a waterproof jacket, but I survived. The atmosphere was amazing. It felt like I was in a snow globe. I love being on the sideline. I'm just surprised by how the game played out. I mean, you're in Buffalo. It's a home game. They were decent favorites. It's snowing. It felt like the stars were aligned for this great Bills performance, and they got dominated. I mean, the Bengals came in there and just kicked their you-know-what. I just I'm, – I'm trying to figure out, as much as I want to praise what the Bengals did, and rightfully so in Joe Burrow, like what are the, what are the Bills missing here? So a couple thoughts. Number one, they got outcoached. I mean, let's just be clear about this. The the Bengals seemingly on both sides of the ball were one step ahead of the Bills. You know, Dan, when Burrow catches the ball, like in the shotgun, it feels like 90% of the time he knows where he's throwing it before he even gets it. I mean, he he actually reminds me of like Peyton Manning. He really does. Like he is that smart that as soon as he catches it, he catches it out. Out. I mean, he just is that sharp. Whereas Josh Allen, it feels like Josh Allen was catching the ball. I don't know how much of this is coaching or how much of it was the Bengals D coordinator, Lou Anarumo, fooling Josh Allen. But Josh Allen looked like he was getting the ball. Dan was like in the backyard with his buddies running around, like trying to find somebody open and then like rifling it in there. It just, it felt like, you know, the Bengals were like playing chess and the Bills were playing checkers. That's number one. Number two, the Bills got beat up front on both sides of the ball. They don't have any real dudes on their D-line. And hurting, losing Von Miller obviously hurt. But these other guys, Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau, like, you know, make a play. Yeah. Somebody on the D-line, please, at some point in the game, make a play, especially against the revamped Bengals O-line. Meanwhile, the Bills couldn't really protect or do a great job blocking the Bengals D-line. I mean – in every game, I felt like the team that ran the ball better or was better up front, that's the team that won. And it felt like, and I know it's recency bias, but Joe Burrow and Josh Allen maybe were right there as the second-best quarterback in the NFL. Is that fair to say, behind Mahomes? Yeah, I would have said um, last year and even most of this year, I would probably have Allen ahead of Burrow. I'm not sure that's the case anymore. Last year in the playoffs, Josh Allen was insane. I think he had like seven touchdowns, no interceptions, a crazy passer rating, you know, over 10 yards per attempt. He was not that way this postseason. Josh Allen was not locked in like Burrow was yesterday. I don't know how those guys do it, to be honest. I mean, it wasn't like that much snow, but it was enough. Dan, I'm standing there. It's like hitting my eyes. Like, I'm, I'm amazed at how well the Bengals in particular were able to throw and catch the ball in those conditions. Yeah, and, you know, here's Buffalo 
they were gifted this home playoff game. You had the, the conditions there. You had DeMar Hamlin in the building. It, it felt like this is the storybook. This is destiny. The Buffalo Bills are going to go to Kansas City, and this time they're going to win in Kansas City. They're not going to run out of time. They're going to get their opportunity, and they're going to go to the Super Bowl. It just felt like there was so much attached to this that it's almost like not only Buffalo Bills fans, but America might have felt a little bit let down with what happened with the Buffalo Bills. I don't know what their fans looked like or sounded like after this game. If it was, I mean, because you, they handled them from start to finish. So it wasn't a surprise ending here, but the atmosphere after that game was what? They were stunned. They were stunned. You know, I played up there a few years, Dan. So I, I know a lot of those people, they really did think this was going to be their year, right? Like after what had happened the last couple of years, they thought this was their year. You know, I interviewed Mixon on the field after the game, and it was 27-10. I would say half the Bills fans had left, you know, in the last couple of minutes. But what's interesting is half had left. I don't know that I can ever recall leaving a field, I don't know, five minutes after the game and seeing that many fans just sitting in their seats, just kind of stunned, just watching the field. You know – those people live for that, Dan. I mean, Western New York Bills fans, yeah. they live for that. And I think, look, I was I said it on the air. I was surprised they got handled like that. I know you got to think the Bills fans were shocked. We're talking to Ross Tucker, CBS Westwood One color analyst and host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, joining us on behalf of uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. You got to see the Eagles' performance against the Giants. Before I talk about the Eagles, if you're the Giants – what do you do moving forward with Daniel Jones? I think I think you got to bring him back. I mean, what what are your other alternatives? What are your other options? Well, What's I would franchise there, him. Though, I would want to franchise him, and I would want to. I would hope to get Saquon Barkley for a four year, forty five million dollar deal. I totally sharing a brain, Dan. I think <laughs> the Eagles game was the difference between going all in on a really nice contract for Daniel Jones versus let's just franchise tag him and see how it goes. He was not good. I mean, the interception of Bradbury was horrific. He almost threw several others. It did not look like he knew where to go with the football. He took multiple sacks. He shouldn't. He missed some throws that he just couldn't miss. I mean, Dan, he one time – ran out of bounds for a, a loss of five yards. So think about that. Everybody in there, all right, we all know that if you're outside of the pocket, you can throw the ball away, and it's not – you don't lose any yards. You're allowed to do that. He ran out of bounds for a loss of five yards. If I was an offensive lineman on the Giants, I would be like, what are you doing? It's year four. He's played a lot of football. Flick it out of bounds. Yeah. You know you're allowed to do that. I he played really poorly, and I think played poorly enough that it'll give the Giants enough pause that they'd rather franchise tag him than give him a big deal with multiple years of guarantees. According to DraftKings, the Niners are two-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Eagles. Where are the Eagles vulnerable when it comes to the Niners' game plan? So I think the Niners have to run the football, and I think the Niners have to have a lead. You know, if the Niners fall behind – and they get into a drop-back passing game, 
That's not really how their offensive line is designed. And the Eagles D line is just ferocious. And I don't think Purdy's in a good spot if it's a bunch of drop back pass. I think this game is critical. First quarter, second quarter, the Niners have to get a lead and they have to be able to run the football, which I think they can do. Teams have been able to run the ball on the Eagles at times. So I watching that game, if the Niners are able to run the ball on the Eagles, then they got a real chance. If they can't, Boy, I feel like they're in trouble. That that will be tough. That's asking a lot of Purdy to win that game with his arm in Philadelphia on Sunday. What do you do if you're the Cowboys? Um, it's a good question. I, I thought that was a huge missed opportunity, Dan. Huge. I mean, they they were every bit as good as the Niners in that game. They probably win that game if Dak doesn't throw those two picks. I mean, he threw one, backed up in his own territory, gave the Niners a field goal, threw another one when they were in the red area, you know, and took away three points. But you're not going to get rid of Dak. He's your guy. I think primarily they need to get another weapon on the outside for Dak, another receiver, even though they moved the ball pretty well. And then I still think they could use some help on the back end on defense. They're not far away. They're they're right there, and I think they proved that by going. Th- I mean, that was a physical good game, and the Cowboys seemed like they were pretty much every bit as good as the Niners, with the exception of those interceptions. I'll leave you with this: the high ankle sprain with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Paulie spoke to a doctor who deals with this and said, you know, an hour after you have it, you know, just adrenaline, you could shoot it up, you're, you're okay. It's the, the coming days, that, that high ankle sprain. And this doesn't just go away. What do you do uh, if you're Patrick Mahomes in a situation? Like, can he just say, I'm just going to be a pocket passer? I mean, that's what he's going to try to do. And I don't know how well that's going to go. I mean, that's not him. We, you know, I think it's really hard as a player in any sport to go out there and be someone you're really not. That's not what he is. You know, that's not who he is. And I can guarantee you, Dan, I don't know how this guy, I was talking to him yesterday. I don't know how this guy doesn't have any head coach interviews. I can guarantee you Bengals D coordinator Lou Anarumo is going to have an awesome plan that's going to not allow Mahomes to get rid of the ball quickly because the longer Mahomes has to hold the ball, the more chance there is he has to move around or do something, which I don't know that he's going to be able to do. So the Bengals are going to take away the quick reads, quick throws from Mahomes. He's going to have to try to move. I don't think he's going to be able to do it. That's a tough injury against a really talented and well-coached defense. That's going to be a tall task for Mahomes if he can't move like he normally does. Better food in Philadelphia or Kansas City? Oh, for this upcoming weekend. Because yesterday, Buffalo might have been the best of the year. I mean, they... They came to play. I don't know what happened on the field, <laughs> but they came to play in the press box. I mean, it was really impressive. They had beef on weck mac and cheese. So it's like the beef that they have in the weck in the mac and cheese, street corn. They had wings from Lenova. And I knew I was going to be on the sideline. There's no food if you're a sideline person. So I had to eat enough pregame at one o'clock to last me till my drive home at eight o'clock. So I went all in. Well done by the Bills. They also, Dan, they email you the day before with what the spread will be, 
which I appreciate because I like to get my mind. Like if I'm going to go to a restaurant, I look at the menu before I go to the restaurant, of course. So the bills let me visualize my game plan so I can execute in the pregame. So you had your walkthrough with the menu. Yes. Yes. And I already was like, okay, I got to get some wings. I, I've never heard of beef, mac, uh, whack mac and cheese, but that sounds amazing. It was, it was delicious. It was awesome. It was very fill. I wasn't hungry at halftime. Thank you to the Buffalo Bills <laughs> PR and uh, food staff. That was amazing. Good to talk to you as always. Always. I'm on the sideline uh, Sunday for Eagles Niners. So can't wait to talk to you about it next Monday. Thank you, buddy. That's our good buddy, Ross Tucker, CBS Westwood One color analyst. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.